Star Wars 7x7 episode 1430 today. Brand fatigue and the international connection. Why is Solo not necessarily performing as well internationally as previous Star Wars movies have? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So this episode is being recorded on Friday, June 1st, and it's going to come out on Sunday, June 3rd. So maybe <laughs> the tide will have turned on Solo's box office, and this episode will be moot. It's entirely possible. But at least as far as this first week goes, the whole brand fatigue idea has been playing out in a very interesting way on the international stage. As opposed to the performance here in the United States and in North America, where it was considered to be lower than expectations, it was really lower than expectations abroad. It had opened in just about every major market. Japan is not coming until June 29th. Why so long, Japan? That's weird, but anyway. And... Normally, Star Wars is right around a 50-50 split as far as North America versus the rest of the world in its box office situation, but not this time. No, it's actually a lot less internationally. And so Deadline Hollywood did a piece about the international segment of things, trying to see what they might learn about it and what other executives in the industry might be able to say, if not putting their names to it, then being quoted as as uh, anonymous sources and whatnot. So I guess you have to take that sort of thing with a grain of salt. And the head of Disney's worldwide distribution, Dave Hollis, who is actually retiring. So happy retirement, Dave. Good for you. Um, he said that they're going to be digging into all the numbers and all the markets and trying to understand what's going on. But the informal ask around by Deadline Hollywood suggests the fatigue thing has come up again. There was one executive who was quoted as saying that Star Wars uh, is... You know, milk, the Lucasfilm Disney is milking the franchise and they overdid it and they got caught overdoing it and everybody knew they should have waited until Christmas. Now, that's a refrain that we've been talking about for a long time and yeah, you know, there's certainly a reasonable argument for it when you see how well the last three movies have performed in December releases. It does kind of make you wonder if perhaps those three movies would not have done as well had they also been released on Memorial Day. But, you know, that's another thought experiment for another time. This time, yeah, it's definitely a Memorial Day weekend situation and it makes it more difficult in addition to the whole having five months to promote the movie in the first place. So that didn't necessarily help things whatsoever. And that plays into the fatigue situation, not just from a, oh, they didn't have time to market it really, but just, hey, we've been hearing about The Last Jedi this and The Last Jedi this, and just when all the hubbub about The Last Jedi died down, oh, they're talking about The Last Jedi on home video, and oh, now they're talking about Solo. So yeah, there's no chance for the international audience to kind of retract and reset and get hyped up again, right? Especially since international audiences compared to the North American audience, like, it's not as big a deal for them as it is for us. So I'm not saying it isn't a big deal for them, but, you know, when you're talking about North America being 50% of the take versus, you know, the entire rest of the world, well, yeah, they're not as invested in it as we are. That's what it comes down to. And there was a little shade thrown at a quote-unquote bad taste left by The Last Jedi, but there was no 
evidence or quote to actually support that that was thrown in there. Like no executive said, yeah, the last Jedi played badly overseas. And yeah, that's the funny thing, you know, of all of the you know, comments about how people disliked the last Jedi, uh, that, you know, certain very vocal minority of folks and, you know, how big a minority it is, that's still obviously in question. But I don't think I've ever had the idea that that group of people was anything but North American in nature and probably U.S. based specifically. I don't think that there's been any intimation that that group that did not like The Last Jedi very much was at all outside of the North American market. So I don't think it really plays for an explanation as to why it's not doing well internationally. Solo isn't. So the other thing that got brought up as far as the international situation was the idea that Avengers Infinity War and Deadpool 2 are, quote, sucking the air, unquote, out of the market. The fact that those two movies are just taking up a lot of people's time and attention and money and that, hey, you know, sometimes folks only have so much money to go around and the whole solo thing, like, it's not necessarily an event movie the way a saga movie is. And so maybe they're kind of holding off on their dollars as a result, because, you know, they just had one of the big movies and, you know, this isn't such a big movie. And so maybe they're waiting for something like Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom to come out in a couple of weeks. That's the intimation that's given in the article by another anonymous industry executive. And the funny, not funny part about it is, is that they tried to head this off at the past. Lucasfilm had a showing of Solo A Star Wars Story at the Cannes Film Festival. It was not in competition at the festival, but it was there and it made a huge splash. And so, you know, they were trying to get it the attention that it needed overseas. And that was a rather interesting and well thought out play for doing it. But apparently it just didn't take for whatever reason. That being said, Deadline Hollywood did say that it's possible that, you know, the interest is just going to take a little time to build and that the positive word of mouth about the movie, because it is decently reviewed. I mean, yeah, it's not critically raved about necessarily in the same way that the previous three movies were, but you know, the reviews aren't terrible either. And so the fact that there was a, a, a an increase in box office revenue on the Sunday of the first weekend. So they actually started seeing the numbers going up a little bit. They think that that's a positive sign potentially, but you know, again, the roof will be in the pudding for this weekend, and I'll be checking in on the numbers and doing an official Scoundrel Business episode on Tuesday about it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and we will do Last Jedi Trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you what Paige Tico did to verify that her Bombay doors weren't open, and that was she rotated her turret so she could actually look at the darn doors. And today's question for you, when she actually went into the ship, what did she find to explain why the Bombay doors hadn't been opened? And that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you fire at will, Commander, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not just fully armed and operational, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!